worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, afterward he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. Verses 1 through 11, Matthew chapter 4. Father, we thank you, Lord, again for being our King of kings and Lord of lords. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for loving us with an everlasting love, loving us so much that you came into this world, lived, died on the cross and rose again from the dead and made a way for us to be saved and to spend all eternity with you. Thank you for the wonderful and the beautiful gift of eternal life. And Lord, thank you, Lord, also for the wonderful gift of your word. We have the privilege of being able to spend time sitting in your presence, listening to you, being encouraged and empowered by you as we simply spend time reading and meditating on your word. Father, more and more, help us to grow to better understand the wonderful and powerful gift your word is to us and help us to be diligent to fill our hearts and our lives with your word faithfully each and every day. We thank you. We praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our producer is Rick Robertson. Rick is going to lead us in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, our God of all comfort, God of great mercy, we thank you that we can come before you today that we can approach your holy throne. And we do recognize, Father, it's because of Jesus and his death on the cross. We come clothed in his righteousness and welcomed by you. What an amazing thing, Father. We pray for our listening family today, those who have uh, problems in relationships, those who don't know you, Father, those who are dealing with financial issues. We bring them to you today and ask that you do a mighty work in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Um, now, I, I think this might be the first time in the new year that we are having Jade Holyfield on. I'm not sure, but it might be the it first is. time. Okay. Yes, good. sir. It is. Good to have Happy you with new us year. today. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. All right. And uh, many of our listeners may or may not know you, Jade. Some have heard you, but some may not. But if you'll take a moment to 
reintroduce yourself to our yeah. listeners and we'll move from there. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, my name's Jade Hollyfield. Um, let's see, I produce Aaron the Addison's show and I am the event coordinator for our big conference, Marriage Family Life Conference, which by the way, you still have time to register. Go to marriagefamilylife.net. I hope that's fine for me to plug that in. Um, we would love to have you. Remember, it is two conferences in one, meaning it's a, a conference for the adults as well as children ages four to, to 17. We would love to have you and your family there. Go to marriagefamilylife.net and register today. It's going to be good. we got a lot of great speakers. All right. So also, in addition to being a producer, she's an evangelist as well and a preacher of the gospel (laughs) and just a number of other hats as well. So great to have you with us today. As we begin, Jade, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for our listeners to have ears to hear all that the Lord would like to say to them through the broadcast today. Absolutely. Father God, thank you so much for um, the hour of intercession. I thank you for this program and just how you use this for your glory. God, we just lift up every person that is tuning in right now, and I ask that you would penetrate their hearts, give them a hunger and a thirst for your word, a hunger and thirst for your righteousness, Lord, pursuing you like they've never done before. Lord, let them know, honestly, that there's nothing else that they can do that Christ did it all on the cross when he died for our sins. He did more than just shed his blood. Lord, he shed it and he wiped away our sins. What a a privilege and an honor. And the least we could do is honor him and obey your word when he did the ultimate. Um, and that is helping us to be in right standing with you, Father God. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing and may you be glorified. May it be none of me, none of Pastor Parker, none of Rick and all of you flowing through us today. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jay. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Today we're looking at the topic, drawing from Matthew chapter 4, but the topic, not by bread alone. And we're focusing on the vital place God's Word needs to have in the life of every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, on the one hand, that may seem very simplistic, but the reality is too many believers seem to live on a starvation diet of the Word of God. And we can't overemphasize how important it is for us to be students of Scripture. And, you know, in this powerful passage in chapter 4, we find Jesus, specifically the Scripture lets us know, he was led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness specifically for the purpose of being tempted by the devil. And he's fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Now, that's a long time that's to fast. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, he would be hungry, yeah. you know. Yet, even though... He'd been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Apparently, it wasn't time to eat yet because mm-hmm. he was going to follow the Holy Spirit. And so the tempter, the devil, came to him and said, says to him, If you're the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But Jesus responded, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And, of course, he's quoting from the Old Testament specifically there. But One of the powerful things about this passage is every time Jesus responds to the devil's attack, he quotes the word Mm -hmm. of God. And, of course, specifically he's quoting the Old Testament. And if someone says, well, why didn't he quote the New Testament? Hadn't been written yet, you know. But, of course, everything he spoke was, uh, everything he quoted was from the Old Testament specifically Mm -hmm. there. But on the other hand, keep in mind, anything Jesus would have said would have been the word of God. Mm -hmm. But I believe very much so. One of the reasons why he was quoting the Old Testament here was he was teaching us 
how to do warfare. Come on, teaching Pastor. us how to function in life. Yeah. We're to respond to all the challenges of life by speaking and standing on the truths of God's word. Mm-hmm. Oh, Pastor Parker, that was good. You know, I, I'm as I age gracefully, I realize more and more the significance of the word of God. We cannot mm-hmm. fight this battle because life is hard. Let's be honest here. And the enemy, he does come to steal, kill and destroy. You cannot fight it without the word of God. You're you are weak, but he is strong. But in, but for in order for us to fight the good fight of faith, you got to get in the word. And the scripture says faith comes by what? Hearing, hearing the word of God. So that's why not only do you got to read the word, I say read it out loud. So not only are your eyes getting it, your your ears are hearing it, but it's, it's getting inside. So that's why Jesus was able to come back to the enemy with the word of God. More mm-hmm. word, more faith. Little word, little faith. That's right. A very important point. And, you know, we just mentioned uh, Rick and I were talking about this just before the broadcast that, you know, like people as they're listening to the broadcast now, of course, they hear us speaking. But, you know, the reality is media, whether you're talking about television or radio or any of uh, any of other other many other kinds of media out there, by and large, it's people talking, yeah. people sharing their thoughts, their perspectives, their opinions. Yet the word of God is God's counsel. God's wisdom, God's power. And there's nothing more productive that we can do than receiving the powerful word of God. Mm -hmm. So as believers, it's critical that we're students of Scripture, but not only that we read and meditate on it, but we learn to put it to get put it to work for the weapon that it is. We're not only to read the word, we're to learn to speak the word, stand on the word, Mm -hmm. pray the word. Those are ways that we use that use the scriptures. And so it's important to understand that. Our time in God's Word every day is very, very important. And on a pretty regular basis, we try to encourage believers to set a goal of at least reading three chapters a day. Now, I, I want to say very clearly, personally, I really strive to go well beyond that goal each day. But three chapters is a good, basic spiritual meal. Yeah. But what's important to remember there, though, is that when Jesus made that statement— he wasn't just saying something to fill up space in Scripture. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds forth of the mouth of God. Well, he makes a powerful but simple point. He, people in our humanness, we understand we, we have to eat. You know, if you yeah. go to a given congregation or group of people and ask, how many of you all eat every day? Everybody's going to raise a hand. How many of you all eat at least twice a day? Probably most everybody's going to raise a hand. How many of you eat at least three times a day, four or five? And other people, they may stop raising their hand because they may think, I don't want to shame myself, but <laughs> eating lots and lots of food. Yeah. But now people understand we need food, but Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone, mm-hmm. but by every word that proceeds forth from the mouth of God. One of the powerful points behind that truth, that scripture is we literally need the word of God more than we need the food that we put in our physical so bodies. True. So now, true. Lots of human beings wouldn't believe that. No, you're right. But the fact is God's word sustains us moment by moment. It's God's word sustains the universe moment by moment. So consuming the word of God and being faithful to consume it even more so than the food we put in our bodies is a critical part of following Christ. And, you know, I want to add because I've always loved how you have encouraged people to read the three chapters a day. And I want to add this. When you do that, 
if there's a verse that stands out, which is going to be a verse or verses, ponder on that. You chew on that. I'm telling you, we cannot, we cannot give out. We can't be a blessing to other people. That's what I mean when I say give out from an empty cup. You got to put the word of God in your heart. And I'm talking to my, to, about something from my own personal experience. I was going through a, t- a time where I was just down and out. And then I had a sister in Christ. She is walking with me through a tough situation and she every morning she's encouraged me get you get in a word get in the word but what she specifically did because I started feeling like God wasn't loving me she said find five verses five scriptures on God's love y'all I've been ponder chewing on Romans 5 8 not only did I take that verse but then I wrote out what does that verse mean it, and the scripture says that while um that God demonstrated his love towards me. I make it personal that while I was yet a sinner, Christ came and died. Make it personal. If you are wanting to grow in your walk with the Lord, get into the word, read those three plus chapters, as Pastor Parker said, and then you get a verse that you chew on. You meditate meditation. I forgot the original Greek, um, word but i know it means to chew on and we are about to go to a break so i'm a well i'll i can finish this up but to chew on it to meditate on it to where it gets within you Mm -hmm. and you know that that's a power an extremely important point you know because like just like um i'm going to be sharing an article in just a few minutes that we touch on this somewhat but again uh I think it's very helpful for us to understand there are at least seven different ways we can use the word daily. We can read it, mm-hmm. hear it, believe it, speak it, pray it, obey it, and meditate on it. Mm-hmm. All of them are edifying. All of them are important. And all of them relate to each other, but none of, none of them are quite the same thing. But all of them are wise ways to put the powerful sword of the Spirit to work in our lives. And amongst other things, it's important to know the most important and powerful weapon in the universe is the Word of God, the sword of the mm-hmm. Spirit. And like it or not, every day we have to do battle. We have to go forward mm-hmm. doing battle, building the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and tearing down the kingdom of darkness. Mm-hmm. And we need to understand that Satan comes against the people of God every single day. So like it or not, spiritual warfare is, is, a, is a lifestyle. It's, it's part of the way we have to live. So we need to become skillful warriors in the hands of the Holy Spirit. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession as we look today at the topic, Not by Bread Alone, with our co-host today, Jade Holofield will be right back. I will learn to walk in 
Music of Rich Mullins with Sometimes by Step. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. We're looking today at the topic, Not by Bread Alone, the vital place of God's, the vital place God's Word needs to have in the life of a disciple. And our co-host today is Jade Holyfield, and we're honored to have her with us today. Uh, at this time, I'm going to take a moment specifically to share an article, and as, as uh, those that have been listening regularly know, uh, more and more we're sharing articles that we've placed on the AFA stand that are meant to be both tools to help inform and teach us about truths, critical spiritual growth truths, but also I'm encouraging you to email us to get a copy of it because it's a good reference tool for you to have for you and your family, uh, family discipleship, but also a tool to share with other family members, coworkers, uh, fellow workers on the job, uh, saved and unsaved persons as well. So feel free to email us. So if you'd like to get a copy of this article, again, the name of this article is A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. If you want to get a copy of the article, simply email me, joseph at afr.net. Again, the title of this article, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. Hebrews 4.12, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Again, Hebrews 4.12. And then in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, we're told, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Again, Ephesians 6, 17 and 18. Every disciple of Jesus Christ would be wise to strive to become a kingdom warrior. I would define a kingdom warrior as a disciple of Christ who wisely and skillfully puts the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work every day of their life. We live in a world where we all, all people everywhere, are facing intense spiritual warfare every day of our lives. We face it at home, at school, at work, in public every day. We see it in the news, in our government, in our culture, and all across the world. In view of this, what if a person says that they don't want to be involved in spiritual warfare? And what if a given person says that they don't want to have anything to do with spiritual warfare? Tragically, none of us have a choice in the matter. Like civilians who unfortunately happen to live in a war-torn land, war has come to us, like it or not. Since we have no choice but to face spiritual warfare in our lives, this is our choice. We can live like civilians and just be victims of the killing, the abuse, the problems, and the difficulties of war. Or we can choose to become well-equipped soldiers and warriors, skilled and trained for war and spiritual warfare. Hopefully, all believers would want to become warriors in God's kingdom, warriors who've learned about the realities of spiritual warfare and that have been taught and trained to be well-equipped soldiers. Well, just how do we begin to accomplish this? Here are some insights that can help you to do just this. These are truths that we would be wise to learn and walk in. The most powerful weapon in the world and in the universe is the Word of God. 
And here are seven ways that we can put the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit, to work in our lives and in our world. And as we do, we can become mighty men and women of God who know how to win battles in life. Seven ways to use the Word of God, the sword of the Spirit every day are, number one, read it. Two, hear it. Three, believe it. Number four, speak it. Five, obey it. Six, pray it. And seven, meditate on it. All of these uses are related, but none of them are quite the same thing. You can read the Word, but not really hear it. You can believe the Word, but not choose to obey it. You can believe the Word of God, but not pray it, etc. We would be wise to strive to use the Word of God in our lives in all seven ways daily. Why is this true? Consider these truths. The written Word of God is a book of faith. From Genesis to Revelation, we're called to hear, believe, and obey the Word. If we hear the Word of God but don't obey it, we deceive ourselves, James 1.22. The Word of God is a book full of truth, yet truth is always meant to be learned and applied. We're to read the Word of God and act like it's true, because of course it is. We'll not receive the blessing and benefits of the Word of God when we fail to obey and act on the Word. So in view of all these truths, we're wise to take God's Word to heart. We're to to read it, believe it in our hearts, and speak it with our mouths. And we're to act on the Word of God. In other words, act like God's Word is true. Live like God's Word is true, because it is. One example of a very fruitful way to put God's word, Word to work in our daily lives is by praying it. Here is, here is an example of taking the Word of God and praying it, and this specifically is Psalm 91. Father, thank you for all those that are part of our listening family today and all of us here today. Today we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, and so we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today I say of the Lord, you are our refuge and our fortress. Our God in you do we trust. Surely you deliver us from the fowler snare and from the noisome pestilence. You cover us with your feathers, and under your wings do we trust. Your truth is our shield and buckler. And so we are not afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day, nor for the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at our side and ten thousand at our right hand, but it shall not come near us. Only with our eyes shall we look and see the reward of the wicked, because we have made the Lord our refuge, even the most high habitation. No evil will befall us, neither shall any plague come near our dwelling. For you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. They bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against a stone. We tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. We trample underfoot, because we have set our love upon you. Therefore you deliver us. You set us on high because we have known your name. We call upon you and you answer us. You are with us in trouble. You deliver us and honor us with long life. You satisfy us and show us your salvation. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're called to be warriors in the army of God. And our main weapon is the powerful word of God, as Ephesians 6 verses 10 through 20 remind us. Let's be wise enough to take our sword, the powerful word of God, into battle every single day. And again, the title of that article is A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. And if you'd like to get a copy, please email us because we want to share it with you. And again, this is a reference tool, a resource tool for you to have 
to use for you and your own family's discipleship, but also a tool that can help and encourage lots of other believers you know as you get a copy and both keep a copy, but forward it to other, again, family members, uh, fellow church members, anyone that comes to mind. So again, the title of this article, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword, email us at joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share it with you then. So, but Jade, that was good. Any thoughts that come to mind about anything we just shared? Yeah, that was powerful. The thing that popped in my mind was we cannot be lazy about this. I think sometimes people are waiting on a feeling like, okay, when I feel like getting in the word or when I feel like fighting the good fight of faith, you can't wait on the feeling. You got Mm -hmm. to first make that first step of picking up the word, getting in it, chewing on it, meditating on it. And I promise you, the feelings will then come. I think because we live in such an emotional, and I'm an emotional person, so I love feelings. I do. I enjoy them a lot. Well, the good ones, of course. But it's when I take the step of making my body do what it needs to do, when I obey the word of God, of picking in and getting inside of it, that's when eventually the feelings come. So Mm -hmm. don't wait on the feeling. Get on, go get in the word. Don't be lazy. Mm-hmm. That's and that's what the enemy he he tries to make us. He wants us to be lazy about it, and we are we lie to ourselves and thinking, okay, when the when I feel like it, no, 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 do it now. Obey God's word. You know you need it. You know you need Him. Like we know we cannot make it in this life without Christ. Mm-hmm. But um, so if you know that, you go and make the first step of drawing close to Him, and He's gonna meet you where you are. Mm-hmm. But that's what popped in my head when reading that. Um, that was a very good article. I like that. Well, you know, and I think of this, too, that it's very wise. In fact, I, um, I'm going to ask if you'll turn to Ephesians 6 and right be prepared now. to read Ephesians six ten to 20. But, you know, it's helpful for us to understand that, you know, it's very helpful for us to grasp that, yes, we're dealing with spiritual warfare. Right. And, again, the most effective people in warfare are warriors, those that are soldiers, you know. And the fact is— it's sort of crazy to think that any soldier involved in warfare would be lazy because that is so antithetical to everything you think about war mm. because lazy soldiers are going to get killed typically. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's important to understand that this is serious business. Yeah. You know, sometimes people refer to they may in some way or another allude to life as if it's a game. Life is not a game. Yeah. It's it's serious to the point where, again, people that don't take it seriously, seriously may end up leaving this life too early. Yeah. It's important to understand that we're dealing with warfare and approaching it with a kingdom warrior perspective is a wise way to approach it. So mm-hmm. would you read Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 20, Jay? Absolutely. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. 
in addition to all taking up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God with all prayer and petition pray at all times in the spirit and with this in view be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness of the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. 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 Again, Ephesians 6, 10 to 20. And you know, again, we, mm, it's wise mm. to be mindful that as we've talked about so far, the Word of God nourishes us, it equips us, it strengthens us, it informs yes. us, it does so many things yeah. for us uh, spiritually in preparing us for the battlefield of life. Mm-hmm. And as we look at this chapter, that you, uh, this portion of scripture that you just read, Paul clearly is pointing out the importance of approaching this with a warrior mindset. He's talking about the armor of God. Yeah. It's warriors that use armor. Come on. And again, the reality is, again, civilians in warfare, typically they don't use armor. Often civilians in warfare, they just run. Mm. They're on the defense. They're just trying to stay alive. <clears throat> in the kingdom of God, we're not called to simply be on defense. In fact, in the kingdom of God, we're called to be on offense all the time. Right. And so understanding that we're called to not just defend our ground, we're called to take ground from the kingdom of Come darkness on. and build the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Even reading this, I'm trying to... I'm trying to stay calm because even just reading that, I was getting excited. That's why I say it's so good to read it out loud. Read the word of God out loud. Mm-hmm. I think also you got to get in your mind, like 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 you just said, this is a battle. And when you say to yourself, I'm tired of being beaten down. Mm-hmm. Let me pick up my weapon. Let me get into this word. Lord, help me. And let me act, let me tell you this. Pray and ask God. God, give me a desire to want to get in your word. Maybe you're listening. You're like, I want to get there, but I don't feel like. See, that that feeling is going to mess you up (laughs) if you're waiting on a feeling. It will eventually come. But you got to make that first step where you get in it and you're like, man, I'm tired of the enemy. Greater is he that is in me than than he that is in the world. That's the Holy Ghost. Greater is he is referring to the Holy Spirit if you are in Christ. If you're listening, you're not in Christ yet, but you want to you want to know how to fight. You got to first come to Jesus, which I'm sure Pastor Parker will lead you in that prayer. But I just I, I I got excited because. Because the word of God is our only antidote to fighting and winning this battle. Because we are in a constant battle. The enemy doesn't like you. So stop playing with him. Get into the word of God. You got to fight him. You can't. First of all, he's already defeated. We -hmm. just got to remind him and enforce that defeat that he's already been beaten up. And he knows it. That That is so true. And, you know, it's good for us to understand that. There's nothing more productive in our lives than spending time in the Word of God. Mm -hmm. Because, remember, we're not just reading words on a page. We're spending time with Jesus when we read and meditate on the Word of God. And Jesus is molding and shaping us more and more to be like himself and strengthening us. Father, thank you again for the opportunity for us to be in your Word every day. Anoint us afresh with the Spirit that would cause us to have a growing hunger to fill our hearts and our lives with your Word every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. We're looking at the topic, not by bread alone, the vital place of God's word, the vital place God's word needs to have in the life of a disciple. We'll be right back. 
reason to retreat I got some dreams that are bigger than me I might be outmatched, outsized The underdog in the fight of my life Is it so crazy to believe That you gave me the stars Put them out of my reach Call me the waters a little too deep Oh, I've never been so aware of my need You keep on making me see It's way beyond me music of toby mack with beyond me thanks for listening to the hour of intercession here on american family radio our co-host today is jade holyfield and we're looking today at the topic not by bread alone the vital place god's word needs to have in the life of a disciple of jesus christ and as we begin this uh last segment jade i'm going to ask if you'll pray that the lord would help every listener to develop a greater hunger for the Word of God yes, in their own lives. Yes, I would love to. <clears throat> Father God, it's always a pleasure to come to you. I'm so thankful that you hear the prayers of your children, that you incline your ear to us when we come to you. Father, I just lift up every person, including myself, Lord, that is tuned in right now. And I ask that you would stir up within us a hunger, a thirst for your word. Father, give us that desire, Lord. I am so aware because I live in this earth as well, that we there are so many distractions. There are so many things that will weigh us down. But Father, I ask, Lord, by the power of your spirit that lives within us, those of us who are in Christ, I ask that you would give us an unction for your word. Give us a, a desire, Lord. Help, Lord, as we make that first step of picking up your word, I ask that you would bring on the 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 constant urgency, Lord. Father, may we need and desire your word more than we desire food. Lord, may we desire your word more, more than we desire to get on Facebook or any form of social media, God. Lord, stir up within us, Lord God. You said in your word in Psalm 73, 28, I love this verse. You said, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good. Lord, it is so good when we draw near to you, the one who can meet and supply all of our needs, who meets us and comfort us. Lord, you are the most consistent being that we will ever experience. You are so faithful when we are faithless, God. Lord, help us to know that at the end of today, not our spouses, not our children, not our pastor, there is no one that will be for us as much as you because we are all people who are we're, we're horrible sinners lord god but i just thank you lord and ask that you would help us to to desire more of you because in you lord you move we move and have our being in you lord we can't eat without you we can't move without you we can't even think or speak without you help us to see our dependency must is and it truly is all in you god i love you i thank you that you meet us where we are and may we move from glory 
glory to glory in Christ Jesus. That's what you said in your word. As we get in your word, may you move us to other more levels in you, God. Help may we see other aspects of you and desire more of you, desire to know you more. May we get in your word, not to get yes, something, Jesus. but to just literally just draw closer Thank to you, our creator, Jesus. our king. Thank in you, Jesus' name Jesus. I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jade. Now, our producer, Rick Robinson, is going to lead us in a word of prayer as well. Father, we're so thankful that out of your great mercy that you've given this book uh, called the Bible. Thank and God, the, the great treasure it is, Father, that you would speak to us through this, this book should cause us to gravitate toward it often, Father. should cause us to, to treasure it uh, beyond everything else. But, Father, you know our weakness. You know our frailty, our sinful bias. And, God, we need you to stir our hearts to cause us to value your word more and more. Yes. Give us strength, yes. Father. I think of those those listeners who are discouraged and depressed and have the, the weight of the world, it seems, on their shoulders. And, God, they just uh, are surviving day by day. Give them strength, Father, to get into your word and to to uh, treasure it. Father, cause those words on the pages to, to come to life in their hearts, that they would uh, have a joy that others would look at them and wonder, what in the world is going on? What, mm -hmm. what has happened to their lives? And Father, they could give you honor and glory. They could rejoice and point to you and say, you have spoken to them through your holy word. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. Again, we're looking at the topic, not by bread alone. The vital place God's Word needs to have in the life of every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading a passage from Luke chapter 10, starting at verse 38, it tells us, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sisters left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. You know, this is a short passage, but a powerful passage with some critically important insights about following Christ. Again, Mary and Martha, two sisters, both of whom loved Jesus and followed Jesus. Yet we see here Martha, she's probably cooking, cleaning, doing what you'd expect a person to do with a house full of guests. But it says Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. And at some point Martha realized her sister's not helping her, and she gets pretty upset. She's so upset that she doesn't uh, talk to Mary. She talks to Jesus and scolds Jesus as well. Jesus, tell my sister to get up and help me. Don't you care that she's left me to serve alone? But notice both the scripture and Jesus help correct Martha's thinking. Verse 40 says, Martha was distracted. To be distracted is to be pulled away from the more important thing. It didn't say Mary was distracted. It said Martha was distracted. Jesus would have loved it. If Martha had come down and sat right beside Mary, Jesus wasn't worried about eating. Now, his disciples probably were, but not Jesus. And so Jesus' response lovingly to Martha is, Martha, Martha, you're worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away 
from her. And in the last few minutes, I want to share one additional article. We may or may not finish it before our time runs out, but one of our encouragements that we want to encourage you to be mindful of as well is the need for us to not only be kingdom warriors ourselves who consume the Word of God daily, but we teach and train our children to do the same. Children step out on the same battlefield you and I step out on as well. So I want to share this article, and again, it's an article. If you'd like to email us at joseph at afr.net, we're glad to share it with you. The title of this article is Children Who Read the Word of God. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And then 1 Timothy 4.13, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to exhortation, to teaching. And then Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Again, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Then Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. Many parents have never encouraged their children to read the Word of God out loud. It's simply not a priority for too many. Christian parents often take their children to Sunday school and church, and that's a great thing. But sadly, having their children... Excuse me, having their children read the Word of God out loud to them every day, along with church attendance, is just not that important to too many parents. Allow me to make a case for why it would be very wise to change this reality in your home. Consider this important question and the answers to it. What happens when a child reads the Word of God? What takes place in the life of a young person who is faithfully taking time to read God's Word every day? That child is spending time with Jesus. He or she is spending time interacting with Jesus as they take time to read his word. That child is spending time listening to the wisdom, grace, power, and insight of the creator of the universe, John 1.1, John 66.63, and Romans 12.1 and 2. What more productive activity could your child possibly be doing? That young person is receiving the most powerful, life-changing, and uplifting insight in all of the universe. The transforming power of the Word of God is working on the mind and the heart of this young person as they read the Word. The Word of God is impacting this youth in many very fruitful ways, Romans 12, 1 and 2, and Proverbs chapters 1 and chapter 2. This youth is spending time in the presence of Christ and God. And when any person spends time in the presence of God, he or she will not be the same on the other side of that time, John 1.1. Researchers at the Center for Bible Engagement found some interesting insights about the importance of and the place of reading Scripture in the life of a believer. According to their research, the life of someone who engages and spends time in Scripture four or more times a week 
looks radically different from the life of someone who does not. They discover that the lives of believers who do not engage the Bible most of the days of the week, that is, three days or less, are statistically the same as the lives of unbelievers. Spending time reading and meditating on Scripture daily is much more important than so many really grasp. So parents, if you begin the family habit of having your child read the Word of God out loud to you daily, great things can begin to happen in your child's heart. Why is this important for your child to read out loud to you, the parent? Because you know for, because you know for sure that he or she spent time reading the Word of God. Sometimes a parent may tell a child, go read your Bible. Maybe the child will, maybe not. Our children are human beings, and as much as we like to think our children would, would our children do what we tell them, that has not always been true. When you, when you make time each day to have them read the Word of God out loud to you, you can know this for a fact. You know that they've spent time reading the Word of God on that given day. Children and youth today are filling their minds with, with something. Sadly, too often it's been darkness, toxic, toxic information, and wicked worldly thinking and perspectives. Too many youths have filled their minds with pornography, online garbage, demonic insights from dark movies and TV shows, horror movies, etc., and too many youth spend hours playing dark video games and doing things online that are very negative spiritually, mentally, and otherwise. The blessed Word of God is pure light. There's absolutely nothing better for our children spiritually, mentally, and emotionally than the Word of God. I was almost finished with the article, but not quite. But for time reasons, we'll cut it off there. But again, if you'd like to get a copy of that article or the other one we shared earlier, this article is entitled, Children Who Read the Word of God. Again, my email is joseph at afr.net. Well, as we normally do, before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never made that wonderful step of asking Jesus Christ to come into your heart, to become the Lord and Savior of your life and save you, today is a great day to make that step. If you'd like to make that step, would you simply, from your heart, pray this prayer with me now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much very much, that you came to this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, Come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, again, we'd like to be in touch with you. We want to share with you some literature that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Please email us. Again, that email again is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. And again, if you'd like to get copies of the articles, again, either the article, Children Who Read the Word of God, or the article, uh, A Skilled Warrior and His Sword. If you want copies of either one of those articles, just email us again, joseph at afr.net. Jade, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Always great to have you. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Please continue to pray much for the ministry of the American Family Association. We very much desire your prayers for the American Family Radio Network as well and for the Hour of Intercession 
Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.